What is up, Fantasyland? Thanks for joining us for another Thursday tailgate. Big game tonight in the AFC North between the Steelers and the Browns. I got my boy Dan with me. Week three is upon us. We have a ton of stuff to go through with our monster guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, managing editor of Fantasy Pros, betting pros, ranker, host of the Fits on Fantasy Podcasts. You know him. We love him. We appreciate his time tonight. Pat, welcome to the tailgate. Oh, JD, thank you for having me on. Great to be here with you and Dan, and uh, looking forward to chopping it up in advance of this thrilling Thursday night showdown. (laughs) (laughs) It's firepower-filled Thursday nighter, right? (laughs) I kind of like these. We're all going to look like idiots because they're going to end up, you know, like going 37 to 40 or something. 100%, Dan. 100%. All all the sharps have it low, so you know it's going to fall off. I mean, it's great to have matchups like Chiefs-Chargers last week. You know, everyone gets excited about those. But I, I kind of like the scruffy Thursday night matchups where everyone on Twitter is, like, making fun of the teams. And um, those are fun, too. Yep. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And uh, ho- hopefully Theo will be joining us. Uh, he was he was caught unexpectedly with uh, a couple things going on. But he uh, he's going to try to be on if he can. So, uh, But meanwhile... Uh, the three of us will soldier on. Yeah, I think Andrew might be jumping on as well. Uh, but let's get to it. We got a lot to cover. We want to make sure we're done by eight, so you guys can be ready for uh, for the big game. Get your lineup set. Last week was an interesting one, uh, Pat. I mean, the season's been inter- an interesting one. What's a lesson that you learned last week? Oh, um, that Garrett Wilson is awesome. That Drake London is really good. Um, I. I Kind of suspected Drake London may be good, but Garrett Wilson has been a surprise. Shouldn't have been. I mean, as as highly as he was drafted and the fact that he played at Ohio State and, you know, like Dan, I'm up in Big Ten country. So I've been exposed to uh, Garrett Wilson before. But I don't know. I mean, I just I, I think we need to get the lesson that rookie wide receivers, especially ones drafted in the first round, are really good fantasy values. And we saw that last year with, Jamar Chase, his ADP, I think, was wide receiver 31 before the season, part of it because he had that case of the drops in August. Um, Jalen Waddell's ADP was wide receiver 42 last year. In 2020, we saw something similar with C.D. Lamb, who was wide receiver 39. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver 49. So pounce on those bargains in uh, next year's draft, man. Like, get these first-round receivers. The ugly yeah. jersey uh, syndrome, right, Dan? The the Jets, <laughs> Washington jerseys, they're just ugly. It doesn't matter who's wearing them. Right, exactly. And, I mean, you know, a lot of times that just means that there's more opportunity, um, you know, just because it, the, the passing game isn't really that established already. So it, it's sometimes a little bit easier for players to work their way in. Um, you know, and that, that was one of the things I definitely um, worked on doing with my um, – with my redraft teams is I, I have a lot of Pickens. I have a lot of Olave, Burks, uh, London, not quite as much, but still a good amount of, um, uh, Garrett Wilson and, uh, and, uh, Chris Olave. So, Oh, I guess I said, yeah, I do have a lot of Olave, but, uh, Garrett Wilson, I have a, a fair amount of too. And, um, Jahan Dotson, that's, that's who else. So, you know, it, it, and, and for the same reasons that Pat was saying, I mean, you know, you just, you can pluck these guys in the middle rounds and, um, you know, they're the most likely ones to give you upside. 
you know, if you're if you're looking at uh, you know Garrett Wilson or or Julio Jones, I'm going Garrett Wilson every time. Uh, you know, just because I think um, you know Julio is, you know, we're we're already seeing the downside of Julio. Uh, we know what the upside is, but we're already seeing the downside. Whereas a lot of times these uh, rookie wide receivers, they can come out and really help us out, especially at the uh, you know middle and end of the year. We have guys like Curtis Samuel, uh, you know, Car- I mean, t- speaking of Washington, just look at Carson Wentz, the, the points he's putting up. So this is the time of year where it gets tricky, right, Pat? Because you have guys that maybe unexpectedly putting high points, and then you have guys unexpectedly uh, maybe underperforming. So keep it simple. What's one player right now that you think is a good sell high? Oh, man. Um, maybe James Robinson. Uh, and I love this guy, and I've got him in a couple of dynasty leagues, and um, you know, love having him, and and he's produced for me. Like I, I got him on a tip from Alex Dunlap of Roster Watch in a couple of dynasty startups in uh, 2020, and he has just paid huge dividends. So I'm a big fan, but he is an early down back playing on a team that is probably going to be seeing a lot of negative game scripts this year. I mean, the Jaguars might be better, but let's face it, they're going to have their fair share of negative game scripts. And early down backs on teams that see a lot of negative game scripts, not really good investments. So while it's all worked out so far with him, um, and I, I think he's like top 10 and scoring right now in, in half point PPR. Um, I, I don't think he's a great investment. Find someone who's sentimental about his great start and uh, the comeback story and maybe try to sell him. He's, he's still a top 25 in, in PPR. Is he top 25 in PPR? Yeah. 20. I mean, and, the, and that's yeah, the thing, like in PPR, he's just not going to have the value. Cause like that, the pass catching is going to be ETNs. Like I, I don't know. Sorry, if- sorry, Pat, that's super flex. That's super flex. So keep that in mind guys, when you're uh so he's probably what, like top fifteen to twenty ish. Yeah, okay. he's, he, he's top. He's top six running back in uh, standard PPR right now. There you go. He is. Wow. So that, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty crazy to think about, but yeah, it's um, that's what's happening. Welcome, Andrew. Glad hey you can join from that. No, no, Lakenta tonight. I just uh, I just added myself to the stream. Don't mind me. Yeah, but you're 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 Welcome. part. You're, I gave you all the powers, man. You got all Hello. the powers. Hey, Pat, how are you? What's up, Andrew? How are nice you? Yeah, nice I love that Callaway you. hat. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm brand, brand loyal to Callaway as myself. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, Titleist pays me to wear this Callaway hat. <laughs> it's a it's a sponsorship deal. Ah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> the only reverse sponsorship. I like it. Uh, it's so late on the air horn. It's too late now. Sorry, Pat. I'll get you in the next. We need we need another laugh so I can get the air horn going. I got too many screens going. Uh, Andrew, you got a quick uh, sell high before we go to uh, to the other end of the spectrum? Not really. No, no. Skip me. Skip me for now. All right, we'll skip you. So other end of it, and Pat, you're you know a, a Packer. Uh, some might say maybe you pair up James Robinson with a couple seconds, Dan, and and offer it for AJ Dillon. Would that be a good buy low? Uh, out there in Green Bay, and who's your your buy low right now as we go into week three? Oh, uh, I mean, I feel like Kyle Pitts is the obvious one, but uh, I'll, I'll go less obvious and say Cam Akers. Like, I think the tectonic plates are still shifting underneath this uh, backfield right now, and we were sort of fooled by the Daryl Henderson usage in week one where he was almost 
used as a workhorse against the Bills. Um, something a little closer to a 50-50 split in week two. And like I wouldn't be surprised if Akers started to get this backfield more in his favor. Um, you know, Henderson's just, he's a smaller dude. And uh, he kind of got banged around last week. Uh, he took some hard hits. He's a guy who's had a little bit of trouble staying healthy. Um, I just feel like Akers can be the three down back that Todd Gurley was for the Rams a couple of years ago. And like if someone gets a majority share of this backfield, like we want to have that person because the Rams in Sean McVay's five years have never finished outside the top 11 in total yards. Like, they're going to produce yards, they're going to move the ball, and, um, you know, I, I think we want a piece of it, that is, if the backfield isn't too convoluted. You starting Akers or uh, Pollard this week, Pat? Uh, Pollard. Still waiting for that dust to settle, but I think it, before long, before long, it's going to settle. Uh, Wheeler, Wheeler agrees with the uh, Akers buy. Dan, how, how do you feel about it, and uh, who's someone you're, you're maybe buying right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in on that. And interestingly enough, Pat, I was offered a deal today in a dynasty league where somebody was uh, wanting to sell me uh, James Robinson plus for Cam Akers. And uh, mm. when, I, when I pushed the plush to where it would take, take it for me to actually close the deal, uh, he backed away. So uh, there, there needs to be a good amount of plus to uh, make that one work for me. Agreed. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, for my for my bio, it's got to be C.D. Lamb. Um, you know, he's really you know everything that we you know said to start the, before the start of the season. You know, the whole the whole um, you know just you know the 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 story behind him that we wanted to tell ourselves is still out there. Um, the only thing that's changed is Dak is hurt right now, and uh, you know, but when we talk about you know Dak coming back week five, maybe week six or something like that. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb should be ready to roll. And until then, I mean, Cooper Rush is definitely going to be leaning on him. Uh, you know, maybe a few fewer touchdowns, but, uh, you know, I think he's still going to do pretty well like he did last year or last week with uh, PPR where he got like 7 for 75 or something like that, I think it was. So, you know, he'll still give you playable scores. And um, coming down the stretch, he could, he could be a league winner. 41 bucks got me Daryl. Williams on my James Conner roster. Uh, Pat, who, who is your waiver wire darling this week? I was surprised this guy was less than 50% rostered in Yahoo leagues coming into this week, and I don't know if that's still the case. Um, Traylon Burks. Like, how about him if you can get him? And I know he's not available in a lot like of that one. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like... I don't know, man. Uh, going back to the rookie wide receiver thing, uh, I, I think he is the wide receiver one for Tennessee. And although that really hasn't meant too much in these first two weeks with the Titans looking kind of gross on offense, um, I don't know. Eventually, I think he is going to be getting like consistently seven, eight, nine targets a week. Um, you know, I don't know if those targets are going to be coming from Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, but um, you know, I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the guy and he caught a, a pass on a crossing route and I didn't catch the number right away and um, as he was running after the catch I'm like wow who is this dude he's really fast and uh, it was Burks 
So like for all the, the lamenting about like how slow his 40 time was at the combine, uh, he looked plenty fast on that one. And maybe he's just one of those guys who's got uh, game speed. Yeah, and they and they the Titans go Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts. So I I, I don't think they're not going to be playing the the Buffalo Bills defense all the time. So I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Wheeler's Wheeler's with me on that one. So that's <laughs> he's got all his students uh, picking up players uh, instead of doing their quizzes at the end of class. Um, before we get into kind of the second half here, we get a little more specific, more into scenarios, situations. We got a we got a fun week coming up, Pat. What's uh what's your favorite? matchup that you're i know you're excited for tonight but is there another matchup that you're excited about oh man i i'd say uh packers buccaneers except that's going to be like a grinded up slog fest that's not going to be very aesthetically pleasing so it's got to be that that bills dolphins game i mean that just the potential for a shootout there uh you know just to, to figure out if the dolphins are for real i'm really fascinated by that one 52 and a half is the over under on that one and 41 and a half is the over under in the Green Bay Tampa game. <laughs> Deservedly oh. so. <laughs> that's that's almost high. <laughs> All right guys, before we get in the second half we keep telling you guys we really appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Keep smashing the like, the subscribe, pass this show on to one friend. That's all we ask. One person in your family. We want to get to 1000 subs, so we appreciate all the help you guys do. That helps this show get recognition and check out the links below for exclusive sign-up bonuses with our partners, myffpc.com, Underdog, and Viridian Global. JD, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling an enemy either. Tell a friend, tell an enemy. Doesn't an, tell an enemy. Yeah, and just, 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 someone. Just, yeah. just, that's a very good point, Andrew. And I actually just want to point out the FFPC right now, because they know how degenerate we all are. They did come up with a completely new game. $35 buy-in, $200 buy-in. It's like a weekly uh, type of game, very similar to their playoff structure, uh, if you're familiar with the playoff challenge. So go check that out, myffpc.com. If you're not signed up, there's a link below to get an exclusive sign-up offer. Pat, San Fran, always interesting when Jimmy G, uh, you know, with, with the land situation. Now we have the injury, unfortunately, uh, for the young kid. But with Jimmy G there, how does this affect the pieces for you in San Fran? Are you comfortable starting guys, a guy like Jeff Wilson, um, in the starting running back position there, I guess, if, if you want to call it that, uh, with the 49ers? Yeah, until Elijah Mitchell gets back. I think I am comfortable with Jeff Wilson. Uh, it, it, like, it seems like he's going to be the primary guy there. They've elevated Marlon Mack from the practice squad, but I don't know how much they want to use him. And they seem very reluctant to use Jordan Mason, um, I know I, I picked him up speculatively in a few leagues and uh, pretty much immediately dropping him. I guess I'll wait one more week, but um, it seems like they just view him as kind of a special teamer. So, yeah, I feel good about Wilson. As for the other weapons with Jimmy G, I don't know. I was a, I was a Trey Lance advocate and, um, you know, had him in a lot of leagues and, and felt optimistic that in addition to you know the anticipated rushing windfall that he was going to give us that he could be like at least a uh i don't know respectable nfl passer and you know we never really got to find that out but i know the trey lance naysayers now are viewing jimmy garoppolo as like a, a joe montana type figure who's going to come in and make it all right for everyone um you know to me jimmy g's just like 
a very average to slightly below average NFL quarterback, uh, but like good enough that in a polarized um, target tree like this, where it's basically this huge percentage of targets going to Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, I think those guys will be fine. Like he's a um, perfectly adequate target distribution mechanism. Yep, totally agree. Um, and I, I think uh, it is unfortunate for for Trey Lance too, just because of the fact that he's going to be on year three now of yeah. this deal before he can come back. And you know, and still, San Francisco doesn't know what they have with him. Uh, he doesn't himself know how how well he can adapt to the NFL. I mean, there's just a lot of question marks there that um, you know this this really made it an unfortunate situation, and uh, especially with him not even really playing the year before he got drafted. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen Trey Lance play. Uh, you know, what does that do to a guy? I'll, I'll be definitely interested to see what that is next year. But Jimmy, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead Andrew. So I called Dan yesterday. I had like I, I literally had only twelve minutes of my day, and Dan and Dan got all all, all twelve of the minutes to talk about waivers and, and trades. So Elijah Mitchell was available in one of my uh, main event leagues, and I called Dan, and I had a number in my mind, and then I ended up texting with uh, Adam Crotworth later, and so I, I ended up getting him because because Adam pulled me up. My question is, I started at a hundred that I was going to do Dan, and everyone yep. everyone answers. What was my final number that I uh, that I got him at? So I, I got him. I'm going to tell you I got him, and I'm going to tell you I started at 100 and I came up. What was the number I, what was the number I was able to get Elijah Mitchell for? Um, 450. Okay, JD. You started at 100. I started Sorry, at 100. Who the hell was? Where was Elijah Mitchell available? What the hell in, league in is a, in, a, in a main event? In an SSPC main main event. So I called Jeez. Dan. I was like, Hey Dan, I have a number in mind. And Dan Dan ended up making me think that my number was too low, but. Uh, Talk to me. Well, if you, if you went from 100, I'm thinking like 289 or something like that. I was going to say like 360. I like it. I like them all. Yeah, 320. So, yeah, wow. that was – I ended up landing at, at, at 320. I, I think I think I was pretty happy with that. So, uh, I mean, I mean, to, to, to use that as a jumping off point, I still think the Jeff Wilsons, I think everyone's calling him the Jag, you know, the just a guy I'm seeing that around. But I think you, na- I think you nailed it, Pat, right? Jordan Mason's only done special team snaps. I'd love for it to be him. We would love for it to be – you know TDP, but it just seems like the it's it's kind of falling into okay. It's gonna be Jeff Wilson for now, and it, it could be that Elijah Mitchell's an absolute smash if he's truly healthy uh, here in a couple months. So we'll, we'll 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 see, and you know obviously you know maybe Wilson can help tread water for a little bit. I'm just hopeful Jimmy G can spread it to some more Ayuk for me uh, and my exposures personally. I, I sure feel a lot better about starting Wilson this coming week than I did starting him last week. Yeah, um, you know when we were still worried about Trey Lance sucking away carries and. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price sucking away carries and all that. So uh, now he definitely looks like the the main game in town. Going to the AFC, Cincinnati was was a nice story last year. People had high expectations for it. You had you had some people that were saying you know we're going to see that regression uh, with the offense. It looks awful. The the, the O line. What do you think is happening in Cincy? Is this like a buy low scenario? Do you think this is just a, a kind of a, a foreshadowing of what we're going to see this season? How do you you feel about the Bengals, uh, Pat, right now? I think they'll be okay, JD. Like I, I think that things will be back to normal before long. And I mean, they added a lot of talent on the offensive line in the off season, but maybe it takes a little bit of time to consolidate that talent, especially 
you know, the new preseason where teams tend to not give a crap and not really play their guys together that much. I don't know how many reps the starters got together in the preseason, but I think it's going to take some time for them to gel. And Burrow is not an easy guy to block for. Like, he does not mind holding onto the ball to try to wait for his guys to break open. And he is going to eat more than his fair share of sacks, like, for as long as he's in the league. He's just one of those guys. So, um, you know, I, I think it'll be okay. I, I think the offensive line will get it together. And um, there's just too much skill position talent here for it not to work. And we know that, like, the individual parts on that line are good. It's just a matter of how quickly it comes together. Yep, totally agree that uh, it's got to get better than this. I will say that that Cincinnati is a team I picked to regress, um, and specifically in the passing game. Um, I felt like the run game might be okay, but the passing game, it just seemed like last year everything went just perfect. Um, you know, Burrow was, was throwing touchdowns left and right. Uh, you know, his, his touchdown percentage uh, of, of his total passes was, was much higher than what you would uh, – expect that he could maintain and then you know also just the fact that you know like uh, pat was saying you know i i wonder sometimes if his if his brain is writing checks that his body's not going to be able to cash um you know because he's running around there like he's big ben and he's not big ben you know his body's not big ben for sure um you know so i i hope he um can learn how to get rid of the ball a little bit um you know and and just learn to give up on a play every now and then and uh, just live to fight for the next down. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, it's extremely dis- uh, disappointing. I-, I think it's I think it's just an offensive line uh, thing, even though they did try to re- revamp it. Obviously, I was big into Higgins this year, so I'm not loving the start. Um, I- I'm I'm hopeful that the talent ends up shining through, and I can still get some dividends in the passing game. I mean, I- I've, li- I've actually liked the way that Mixon's looked, I- although I did see um, – I think that he hasn't really had, like, an uptick in his third down target share. Um, so I'd love to see just Mixon as a whole get, get get more involved in all downs. I could really use a lot less Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, I know I was I know I was holding against them. I had money on the Bengals, um, whatever out, outright in the Super Bowl, um, and I just you know astounded that he was on the field for that drop pass. So I'm I'm, not, I'm never going to forgive him for that. And um, it, 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 anyways, just um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just off, offensive line thing. And Dan, you you want to talk about the the Burrow versus Kyler bet that you had at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season. I, li- I, like, I, li- I like that one a lot. Yeah, so um, I, I, I made a bet with a friend that uh, he he was very anti-Kyler. And I said, well, you know, what do you, you want to bet something on this? And he said, well, I'll just bet you that anybody who's being drafted around him is going to perform better. And I said, well, I'm not going to take that bet against everybody. I said, we got to pick one player. Uh, so he said, "Fine, you can pick the player, and I'll I'll tell you if I'll I'll take the bet or not." So I I knew he was a big Bengals fan, so I you know and Burrow fan, so I I picked Joe Burrow for that bet, and uh, he took me up on it. So nice, and, you know, kind of my my part of the bet is just you know that that Burrow will regress a little bit, and uh, you know things just won't go quite as well as they did this year, and if Kyler stays healthy, I mean yeah. you know base, basically both of them I think. Uh, you know, have have some chance of of being injured for a few games. Just yeah, we just we just need Theo to take over coaching for Kingsbury, or or, yeah. or literally anybody else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's up, Pat? Uh, What's up, Andrew? How you guys doing? Yeah. What's up, Theo? 
Thanks for thanks for joining us, Theo. Appreciate you jumping on. We know you you had some uh, some stuff to deal with, so appreciate your time, man. Yeah, as Pat Norman said, uh, Kingsbury's plan of uh, just greasing up uh, um, Kyler Murray and sending him out there to run around for twenty seconds seems to be working okay. Is that is that is that a greased up deaf guy joke from Family Guy? I believe all, so. Yes, I'm all I'm all in if that's the case. That's great. Uh, shout out to nineteen twelve as well. Uh, he's he's been putting some nice little videos uh, of, of uh, the characters on the show here. So we appreciate him and, and all the guys in the listener league. He's, he's calling the weather tonight saying it's going to be a windy one. So it should be even more interesting uh, tonight. Let's go to KC guys. This has been another anomaly, like not an anomaly, but kind of a puzzle that we've had to kind of figure out, especially in the receiving game. Uh, Pat, who's your receiver of choice? Are you kind of staying away from the situation? Are you waiting around being patient to see if anyone stands out or do you think it's going to be flat like this between these receivers all year? I've kind of been thinking about this one this week. Like, is it crazy to wonder if Nicole Hardman might be the most valuable guy in this wide receiver court? Like, I know a lot of people have written off Nicole Hardman and just think he sucks. But um, the usage has been kind of interesting. Like, he is getting more targets per route run than the other guys so far. And it's it's early. We're dealing with small sample sizes, of course. Um the average depth of target, I mean, his average depth of target, I think, is 13.3 yards. And right now for, uh, I want to say for MVS, it's only 8.7, which is kind of strange. And Juju, 7.8 yards. So he's getting more of those high-value uh, Tyreek Hill targets that were vacated. Um, I don't know. Tell me I'm crazy, you guys. <laughs> Not entirely. Uh yeah, I mean, I think that that Mikol, it's at least at least uh, on some drives, it seems like Mahomes has been has been looking for him. Um, I don't know if it's something they're specifically drawing up, or maybe it's Sky Moore being really slow out the gate. Um, I think it's helped uh, Hardman a lot, um, but it's certainly um, it's certainly up in the air. I think that Juju right now, you should just treat as a wide receiver three and be fine with it. If you drafted him, you're stuck with him. He's a wide receiver three. But I think that one of the Hardman, MVS, or 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 Sky Moore uh, trio will emerge. I don't know how long it's going to take, though. So Hardman might be the best bet out of those three guys. And and like Hardman's getting red zone targets right now. He's you know he's he's got three so far this year in two games. He's getting deep targets four so far in a couple games. So he's getting significant you know fantasy uh, attention from Mahomes. And it sometimes it's just a matter of trust, you know, with the quarterback. And he's he's been there the longest. These guys are all new, kind of like that Rogers, you know, with in Green Bay. He, it's probably just a matter of trust, and it, Hardman's talent is going to cap where he goes with it. But for now, he might be uh, the guy that gets, you know, like you said, most of the attention when it matters. Let's go to um, oh, my my Siri or whatever this thing on my phone is just started talking. Sorry, guys. Um, Kirk Cousins. Um, or you know what, Dan, you, you, you asked this question. I think this is the one you threw in, so you take it. Sorry, brother. All right, yeah. Uh, so my, my question is this. Uh, after after we saw what we saw against Philly, uh, do we think Kirk Cousins can support a number one overall wide receiver, you know, like Cooper Cup was last year? Maybe not to quite that same extent, but um, it might take that the way Cup is going. Um, so I guess that's the first question, uh, Pat. Do you think Cousins is capable of uh, pushing somebody, Justin Jefferson, up into Cooper Cup land? 
All right, so I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world. And, uh, you know, Dan, I, I know I got to tread lightly here with you being a Vikings fan, although I do have friends in Minnesota who hate Kirk Cousins. Just, just lay it on us, Pat. Just don't, don't hold back. <laughs> so I don't know. Do like, I'm, I'm curious whether you're pro or anti Kirk Cousins because I do know friends in Minnesota who are anti. Um, and, I mean, I, I think we saw – like, every time people want to anoint him as, like, this above-average quarterback, we get a game like we got last Monday. And then every time people think Kirk Cousins sucks, he goes berserk against someone and throws four touchdowns. So, um, you know, I think he's, like, a perfectly average NFL starting quarterback and, uh, you know, below average when it's a big game in, in prime time. Um, can he support a number one receiver? Yes, I think so. But I don't think he's the guy who's going to report uh, support a wide receiver one and like a guy who's like a low end wide receiver two and like some other guy who's like maybe a playable spot starter. Like I think if if Jefferson has that kind of season, it's going to be at Thielen's expense. Like Thielen's going to hit the wall, and maybe KJ Osborne won't do that much either. Good. Okay. Fair, I, like yeah. fair enough. I, I guess what yeah. I would say on I, I accept that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could. I accept a bunch of zeros from Thielen and KJ Osborne, and maybe, maybe I'd be. I'd be that's fine. I'd be willing. I'd be willing to sacrifice Dalvin Cook catching another ball for the rest of the year if Justin Jefferson can, uh, can, can uh, you know, do what we think he can do. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 I accept your bargain, Pat. Pat, yeah. Pat, can you tell how many of us are heavily invested in uh, Justin Jefferson? Yeah, and with good reason. With good yeah. reason. I mean, he just, you know, destroyed my Packers in week one, of course. The Packers were electing to try covering him with Preston Smith on some snaps, which may be not the optimal strategy for uh, defending a guy of his quality. They only yeah, did absolutely. that because B.J. Yeah. Raji wouldn't come out of retirement. Otherwise, they were going to put him on him. To kind of put a oh, – go ahead, Theo. No, I was going to say, even in the loss, that he gets another 12 targets. So he goes 11 targets and 12 targets. Now they have a get-right game against Detroit. That game looks kind of like a shootout to me. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be a little bit more like week one Justin Jefferson than By week low. two Justin Jefferson. By low, if you can. I mean, yeah. yeah. If someone's yeah, got hands – any any of these top guys that you came in high on, if you know if anyone's getting nervous right now, uh, Pat. Right now you've got two freight trains, Buffalo Miami, on a collision course this weekend. Is I mean they're coming in hot, Miami. Is this going to continue? Are we going to see fireworks this weekend? Does Buffalo's defense shut them down? And how do you see this Miami offense moving forward after this weekend? That's what I can't wait to find out, J.D. Like, I don't think anyone's going to shut down Buffalo. Um, you know, that offense has just been a juggernaut. But it will be interesting to see how Miami does against a Buffalo defense that is seemingly completely unfazed by the absence of Tra uh, Tredavious White and Ed Oliver. Um, haven't missed a beat. Just been a, like, you know, impregnable wall so far. And... Um, but, man, what we saw from Miami and Baltimore last week was just so exciting. And, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel has this offense clicking right now. I mean, a lot of it was aggressive throws downfield from Tua. And, uh, you know, was that a one-off or, or can he do it again against Buffalo? So I can't wait to find out. I don't know the answer. I don't know which way I bet it uh, yet, but... Um, I'm eager to see. Actually, I know how I bet it. I, I bet the Bills and 
give the four and a half points or whatever it is right now. But, um, you know, I, I, I would at least give the Dolphins a fighting chance to be able to move the ball because, uh, you know, it's a fun passing game, man. The Hill, the, the Tyreek Hill-Jalen Waddle combo is, is pretty impressive. Dan, I'm going to go to you because I know you were high on Edmonds uh, coming in the season, as as were many. Uh, nervous? Uh, what are you doing with Edmonds right now? Yeah, so um, that that kind of folds back into um, the you know the point I wanted to make about the Miami passing game, which is maybe we shouldn't be surprised that my, Miami came out and were so heavy on the pass um, because Mike McDaniel, we think, is a smart coach who looks at a lot of analytics and. We just looked at the fact that he was coming out of, um, you know, basically uh, the Shanahan offense where it's predicated on the run, you know, but, you know, McDaniel seems like maybe he's got different ideas about what's the best way to run an offense and he's going out there and doing it. Um, so I think that, you know, we were, we were probably, or at least I was over exuberant about what Chase McDaniel might do or Chase, Chase Edmonds uh, might do. Just based on the fact that I was figuring, you know, it would be kind of some sort of a continuation of the uh, San Francisco offense. I wasn't giving uh, McDaniel enough credit on that, and I think that uh, we probably need to give him a little bit more credit. And I think he's perfectly willing to use uh, Raheem Mostert just as much, uh, you know. So I'm, I'm not super bullish on Edmonds going forward until I see more out of him. Uh, because he, it looks like he's kind of drifting towards that same role that he had with uh, Arizona last year, which is pitching in a little bit in the run game, but mostly, you know, kind of the receiving back. So he's still get, getting some high-value touches, but he's not getting near the volume of those that uh, what we need for him to probably pay off his draft choice or his draft capital. What do you think about that, Pat? Yeah, um, boy, I, I got a lot of Chase Edmonds late. Um, the thing is, like, do we think Raheem Mostert is going to stay healthy more than a, a few more games? Like, um, yeah, like I, I still like the Edmonds versatility and think that is going to support um, him as like a, at least a flex worthy caliber guy this year. So um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still not totally giving up hope on Chase Edmonds. And Edmund still did did make a big play towards the end of the game. Um, I think that I kind of agree with Pat. I think that Edmund's like and Dan, you bring up him having his previous role in this hypercharged offense that's putting up big time points. You know, being the number three type receiver um, who's getting a, a you know some carries mixed in is not necessarily the worst thing. Um, I th- I do worry that. McDaniel's gonna gonna go with kind of a hot hand and, and we'll see kind of an every week approach where you'll see some monster games and some Edmonds games. That would be kind of the nightmare scenario because I have some monster shares and, and a lot of Edmonds shares as well. Um but I mean I want Dolphins right now. I think they look like they really know what they're doing and, and the defense keeps pressure. Um, you know, it's at situations Baltimore scored a lot and they were able to come back. Um so I'm 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 into the Dolphins. I think that Jaseki had a wide open touchdown. Um you know, and I know Andrew loved to see that last weekend, um, but he was wide open on, on the screenplay near the near the goal line, which you don't really see too often. And uh, I think these kind of tertiary pieces might end up becoming a little bit more valuable because Waddle and Hill are just so successful right now. Yeah, 
I think it, it feels like a lot of consolidation around Hilton Waddle. I just I, I know I know I know I'm happy that we lost out on Edmonds in a couple of the a couple of the leagues that I didn't even have to argue about. So I, I, I don't know. I mean I know Theo like we, we were I think I think we were joking around, hard hard to tell sometimes. About you know, I didn't I didn't like Moster, I didn't like Edmonds, and I think you looked at me when we were doing the varsity. You're like, well, you gotta like one of them because otherwise you're, you're gonna say you like Gaskin. And I, I think kind of my reaction is not like they're all dead, but it's all like it's kind of gross. And and what if the answer is kind of like none of them, and there's just a lot of consolidation? But I guess that assumes that everyone's healthy. And and anyways, it's it, it kind of feels like the it's you know Mike McDaniel's and analytics unleashed, and he's like we're just we're we're, ju- we're just gonna get the ball to our st- our, our stud sprinters. So, heat of the moment, man, in a live draft, you know, you, you, you can't have a filter. Hey, Andrew, there, so. you, what are you like, Gaskin here? Like yeah, round. exactly. That was, that was kind of. It was like so a 10th like round. Like <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at that $77 uh, Hardway best ball we did, the first one of the year, where I, I have Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then your boy Gasecki. So, that's, that's not a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, body to the nice. team. To, to compete with the sharks that are in that league guys let's finish this off dan let's keep your question if we have time i just want to go around the horn start with pat tonight who do you like not like in in your starting lineups uh, when we're talking fantasy and how do you think this game finishes i think there are more not likes than likes jd uh maybe maybe both of the um Cleveland running backs against the Steelers defense that hasn't been bad against the run so far but uh last year they gave up more rushing yards to running backs than any team except the Texans. Uh, And the Texans at least had the excuse of having negative game scripts all year long. Um, So I like those guys. Maybe Deontay Johnson, maybe Fryermuth, although our guy 12 was saying that the winds are, uh, what, 20 miles an hour tonight. I know, uh, like, here in the Chicago area, it was a little breezy today, so maybe we're going to see some of that. Um, Definitely not into the quarterbacks. Uh, not really any any of the Browns pass catchers, so uh, you know let's let's stick with the running game. Maybe Najee can get it going, but I'm not real optimistic about that, quite honestly. Theo, how about you? I'm going with the Browns. Um, I'm actually interested to see Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's got 22 targets in two games. We haven't seen him have a big one. Um, the wind is scary, but it's not so scary that I think Deontay couldn't you know make a big play and, and at least uh, return some fantasy value. In terms of the game, I think the Browns win. Uh, I think they'll keep riding Chubb, and it's it's Mitch Trubisky on the road, man. It's it's Mitch, Mitch Trubisky on the road. So we want, you know, for Steelers fans, I hope they go to Kenny Pickett at some time because this offense is just spinning its wheels. Theo, Theo is the king of the – I don't even know. What do you call these memes? I don't even know. What do you call yeah, these? Yeah, he's the king of memes. This is a meme. This is a meme. The king of the fantasy football memes. Like, people steal his pictures and then try to – come up with their own and it's not even close man he's the king so follow at the og fantasy dan how you feeling about tonight's game and anyone you like in your lineup that we haven't talked about all right so i i made a uh i i got on underdog um in their pick'em, and i i did a three-way parlay just for fun um i took nick chubb for over 16 and a half rushing attempts George Pickens for under two and a half receptions, and Deontay Johnson Oof. for over five and a half receptions. So I really you hope think? you're George Pick. I I hope you're George Pickens. I mean, I hope you win money, Dan. Um, obviously, that's my you're my friend. But yeah, 
George Pickens. I mean, it would be really delightful to see George Pickens make a big play oh, or two. How about two big catches? You, as you know, catches. I, am, I am the foremost uh, George Pickens uh, apologist uh, in, anywhere around. So I, I'm all about that. I'm just thinking that with tonight, it's just probably not going to happen. Uh, I got a quick question for, for Pat on this game. real. Um, Pat, Dearness Johnson is, is active. Do you think that they're going to audition him to try to move him? Do you think that could be something we should be looking at? Interesting. Um, maybe. I mean, whenever the guys played, he's looked pretty good. I think he was. Yeah. Wasn't he PFF's like highest graded runner last year? Um, you know, he looked fantastic in that Thursday night game against uh, what was it Denver? I think it was Denver where yes. they were they had to play Case Keenum at quarterback and Dearness Johnson ran all over the Broncos. So um, that would be interesting. Like I don't know. I don't know how much work he's realistically going to get, though, if Schaub and Hunt are there. You know what I mean? Um, so, but I, I do like me some Dearness Johnson. You know, there are a lot of running back needy teams that could use that guy. Andrew, what do you have uh, before we close this out for tonight's game? Uh, hold on. We, have we all go, gone Browns in the points? No, I, well, I'm, I'm going to go. I've got Pittsburgh plus four, four and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'll do the same. Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Oh, plus four. oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah, I, I got underdog. Okay, good. Okay, I got Pittsburgh too. I think they're uh, five and one against the the number against the Browns in their last six games. So I'm on an island then. I'm, I'm no. I, well, I, I was, was going to say I, I was I was sorry. I, I, I had it the opposite way. I was going to go. I was going to go Browns because the one thing I learned is that you ne- you never go all the way across with all the picks because some somebody's going to look. Uh, or everyone's going to look bad when the game goes down. Andrew's been studying media at the La Quinta. In, in That's the right. That's right. <laughs> Theo, you're still on an island. Long me, island. Me, yeah. Media, media for dummies. Um, is anybody um, unironically or uh, desperately starting tonight? Because I'm starting him in one dynasty where I... Who's that you cut out? What, what was the name? George Pickens. Oh, oh Pickens. Pickens. Yeah, I, I'm starting him in one dynasty league, but I just didn't know if there's any other... De- desperation pickens plays for anybody i've, I've got the only one you're the only yeah, one in one line no I, I haven't had a dynasty in a productive struggle so I, I i don't i don't really care so i i have him up there but yeah he's he's sat everywhere else okay just want to see how how desperate we all were in uh in week three already he's, he's I've got, playing he's playing like 80 percent of the snaps yeah. almost uh you know but the thing is he's he's mr go route I saw he's yeah. like one of the leaders in the NFL in most go routes run so far, and his average depth of target is like 21 yards. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely getting his uh, his wind sprints in. Sure. <laughs> nice. Okay. I've, I've got Chubb Chubb bet Dan. I've got 70 over 76 yards for Chubb, so hopefully he gives us that action tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that's a decent bet. So. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys hanging with us tonight before the game. Pat, always a pleasure just hearing your voice, man. It's like I've never actually met you, but it's just such a familiar voice. We appreciate all the work you put out there, all the goodness. Remind the people where they can find you and all that goatness. Yeah, thanks, JD. Uh, really great being on with you and the guys. Um, people can find me on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. They can check out my stuff at FantasyPros.com and uh, check out the Fitz on Fantasy podcast, which comes out every Tuesday morning. May all your rosters give you W's in week three. Enjoy the week, guys. We'll check you all. Woo!